I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise that is coming my Hello, way. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Growing in God's Word podcast with Dr. Jim and Joy McKinnis. Our purpose is to bring to you encouraging teachings that will help you grow in your understanding of the Word of God. We welcome you today for tuning in at Growing in God's Word. And today we are so excited, um, Dr. Jim and Joy here, McKinnis, because we're going to share to you about the parable of the wise and the foolish builders. And uh, let's start by reading our scripture, which is in Matthew 7, uh, chapter 24. And it says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Verse 26 says, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crush. Yes, many many know uh, this story, Joy, mm-hmm. probably from Sunday school. That's right. But we have to put it in context here. Jesus had just finished the Sermon on the Mount. You know, the Beatitudes and all the things he was teaching. And he finished it up. He, he kind of uh, emphasized this at the end, and he told us this interesting story about building. Now, uh, Israel is dry most of the time, and boy, there's flash floods can happen. I was down by the Sea of Galilee, and there was a sign that said, warning mm-hmm. for flash floods, but there was not a drop of water in sight. And they told us that uh, some uh, tourists had died there the year before because rain would come in the mountains and all this sudden without warning there come just a torrent of water straight mm-hmm. down and it took their car down and everything so storms can happen suddenly in israel and so what happens is is we, when you're going to build a house there uh it, because of the heat because of the way that the land is it can look like stone mm-hmm. it can be just packed sand, packed dirt. But when the rain comes, mm-hmm. it's revealed to what it is. Yes. And so Jesus knew a lot about houses, didn't he? He was a carpenter. Absolutely. <laughs> and if we look at this story, we see that both men in this story, it's a wise and foolish, they use the same materials. They both built in the same geographical location. It seems like their houses were even alike. Uh, It doesn't say that, but that's the implication. The true test of what this house really was, how firm it was, is when the rain came. So the key difference in these two houses is not the external appearance. It was the key. What was it, Joy? What was it? It's the foundation. Yes. The very foundation uh, by which they were built. And a house on the rock pictures a life founded in Christ. And uh, let me just put a couple points on this because I, I want to go because it's more than just believing uh, Jesus' word that's our foundation. Because mm-hmm. there's two parts. And the first is believing that Jesus, he is our foundation. But there's more to it. Jesus says, hear and believe. So the story's about a foundation. 
And we know that the house on the rock pictures the foundation of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3.11, No other foundation can no man lay than is laid, which is Jesus Christ. That's a great foundation. And But the key here, the story tells more. It's more, it's more than just laying a foundation. We have to learn to build on that foundation too. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But note that each site seems secure. Each site seems sturdy. Each looked the same. And when the rains came. I want you to notice, Joy, that both houses got the rain. That's right. Yes. And, and this is a problem because when I grew up, people would say, come to Jesus and, and he'll take care of all your problems. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had any problems since you of, found Jesus? Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there is times. There's times of problems. There's times of Jesus talked about it. Uh, Jesus said, John 13, 16, 33, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have peace. Tribulation. Tribulation. That's right. But be a good cheer. I like the but. <laughs> I've overcome the world. Tribulation, Vine's uh, a study of the Greek, says the word means a pressing pressure. It's more than just a pressure, a pressing pressure. Paul went through a lot. Paul, who wrote uh, uh, many of the books in the Bible, he said in Second Corinthians 11, he says, Five times of the Jews gave, Jews gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once a whole night and a day adrift at the sea. And he goes on and on about some of the problems mm-hmm. that he had faced. And he says, besides this, I also had the burden of the churches. Who's weak without me feeling that weakness? In other words, his heart was for the people. And so when they hurt, he hurt. There is tribulation that come on us and sometimes those around us. We as Christians can face times of loneliness, of disappointment, even rejection. Jesus faced a rejection, mistreatment, misunderstanding, gossip temptation, loss. I mean, you lost your mother, and and that, that hurt inside, but we know she's with Jesus. But there's trials that we go through. I lost my father last year. And, and we go through it. We have sorrow. We have these things that happen. But the wise man, Jesus says, who builds, he builds in such a way that when these trials, when these tribulations come, when it's over, they look back and their house is standing firm. Yes, that's just like really our our, our lives, you know. When we go through different um, tribulations, testings, you know, and we feel that we've, we are overwhelmed by it. But if we have the Lord Jesus Christ, we know that he will strengthen us and help us through those difficult times. Absolutely. And and who is the wise man? It says, Jesus says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Amen. Wise here comes from the Greek word phanimos, which means prudent, sensible, wise, insightful, intelligent, and thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I want all that. <laughs> but who is the one that builds on the rock? It's not one that just hears it's one that does more. One who hears the word, he says, and, and does them. Yes. Who's the one that builds on the sand? He's the one who hears the words of Jesus, but mm-hmm. doesn't do them. 
John Corson, who I love, wrote it like this. One of the great dangers for we who love the scripture is to think hearing is equivalent to doing. Mm-hmm. You might say tonight, yeah, I agree with the teaching. Jesus gave a judging. I shouldn't judge. I need to show mercy right on. But if you leave here and immediately turn to someone and start gossiping or analyzing, judging and critiquing, you're foolish and your house will collapse. Mm. So what it's saying here is that that we need to do more than just listen. We need to apply. Mm. And I got a great story for this. And you just jump in anytime you want, Joy. But I got a story about a man called Eric Wein- Weinemeyer. He was blind. And yet, on May 25, 2001, Naple time, he reached the peak of Mount Everest. Suffering from a degenerative eye disease, he lost his sight when he was 13. But that didn't stop him. On a mountain where 90% of the climbers never make it to the top. And by that date, now it's more, 165 have died since 1953. Eric succeeded. How did he succeed? In large measure because he listened well. Mm -hmm. He listened to the little bell tied to the back of the climber in front of him so he would know the direction to go. He listened to the voice of teammates who would shout back to him, death fall two feet to your right. So he would know what direction not to go. He listened to the sound of his pick jabbing the ice so he would know whether the ice was safe to cross. When, he, when we take a perilous journey, we need to listen, listen to Jesus, listening to him, and we can make it up the biggest mountain in this life. That's right, you know, because uh, he is such a, our father is such a good, good father. Father God is such a good, good father, and he would never uh, uh, lead us in any place or anywhere where we would be harmed. But we need to listen to the warnings, you know, that the Holy Spirit would would uh, prompt in our spirit. And if we're not listening, we would just be very foolhardy to do and move forward anyway and then suffer the consequence, right? Absolutely. So Ezekiel brought this up too, Ezekiel 33, verse 31. God is talking uh, to him, and and he says, As for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you besides the wall and in the door of their houses. And they speak to one another, saying to his brother, Please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. So they come to you as people do and sit before you as my people, and they hear your words, but they do not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but in their hearts pursue their own gain. Oh, is that a verse for today? Mm. With our mouth, oh, brother, I love you. I had one guy said, oh, Jim, pastor, I love you so much. And boy, he just turned his back on me just shortly afterwards. And, and uh, oh, boy, verse 32. Indeed, you are to them as a very lovely song of one who has a pleasant voice that can play well on an instrument, for they hear your words, but do not do them. What he's saying is, God is saying, my people, listen to your sermons. They listen to your preaching. Oh, man, that was good. Oh, Joy, you should have heard that sermon I had. But we don't apply it in our life. That is the building. Our foundation is Jesus Christ. But we build upon it. We build the house on him. But building that house has to be done in obedience. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking in my office, we got a 
really nice museum quality big boat called the Vasa. That's right. Yeah, when Gustavius Adolphus was um, king of Sweden between 1626 and 1628, um, they built this beautiful fantastic ship. I've seen it in Stockholm because they dredged it up and of course the beauty's not there. They took up all the fancy gold and stuff but just they brought up this old ship. It's amazing and when they built it uh, the king of Sweden then was probably the most uh, uh, victorious of armies in Swedish history and he built this to be a, a flagship and in those days they didn't really have uh, like, uh, uh, what do you want, uh, blueprints the way we do today. But they had a master uh, who would knew exactly what to do. And he was the one in charge. And he died suddenly. And they couldn't find any paper anyway what to go on. So his assistant did. And the king came and says, I want another level. Well, he didn't know what to do because, uh, you know, this is... His uh, his uh, master, uh, the the master right of the boat, said, you know, this is the way it has to be to be stable. But he gave in to the king. And when it sailed in Stockholm Harbor, and uh, it sailed after only sailing about 1,400 yards on 10, uh, August 10th, 1628, there were women and children, many people on board. It sunk. Why? Because they didn't follow the instructions mm. of the one who said, this is how you build. Of course, later they did an investigation and see whose fault it was and found out it was the king's. Yes. And so yes. they couldn't arrest anybody. So they conveniently stopped talking about it. But what I want to tell you that listen today, yes, you need to start with the foundation of Jesus in your heart. You don't know Jesus, accept him in your life. But how do you build on that foundation? How do we build joy? There's so many ways, but the most important thing is really to be grounded in the Word of God. Yes. Because that's how the Word, uh, the Lord speaks to us. And that's, that's just like our instruction manual in this, in this life. You know, when we buy a microwave, uh, Pastor Jim, or we buy a, uh, some, like some electronics, it comes with a, a manual that tells us how to use it, what not to do, so that the machine will not be destroyed or you won't be hurt by the machine. It's the same way that the Bible has been given to us. It's, it's our instruction in this life. And uh, if we veer from what the Bible encourages us to do, then uh, we possibly could get hurt. It's like we said, Jesus is the foundation. The Word of God is our blueprint. That's right. So Jesus is the foundation, his salvation, the work on the cross, and we build our life on the blueprint of his love letter, the Bible. That's right. It tells us what to do. It tells us what's right. It tells us what's wrong. And and we also need to understand it's more than just words. Jesus said in John fourteen fifteen in the Amplified, if you really love me, mm-hmm. you will keep, obey my commandments. To love him, we need to walk in obedience. Uh, John fourteen twenty three. Jesus answered and said to them, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. We will come, make our home with him. Now, this has to do with uh, forgiveness. It has to do with attitudes. It has to do with staying out of sin. And what we need to understand is that we need to listen 
and build the way, and not just listen, act upon what God says. I met so many people in my ministry, all these years, 50 years of ministry, I met so many who know Bible verses, mm-hmm. but never walk them out. They know it's wrong, something, but they still do it. They know it's wrong, and but they allow it. Oh, well, that's okay, and I'll deal with it later. And, and it always ends up in tragedy, because the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. And God God is merciful and loving, and he wants us to build a house that is solid. That's right. That's right. And that's the only way to build a solid house is to make sure we're, built, we're building our lives on, a, on the right foundation. On the rock. On the rock. Rocks don't change. You go to Gibraltar, and you'll see it almost exactly the same as when Paul sailed by. I think he went up that far. And... Uh, but joy, joy. Well, we used to walk. We had time. We walked on the beach sometime, and every time you go, it changes. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's some things the same, but there's more shells here. There's yes. seaweed. There's things that are changing in the sand. If somebody built a sandcastle, oh boy, it's gone the next day. That's Just right. a pile. Well, I want my future to be secure, so I have decided. Yes, Jesus is my foundation. I asked him into my heart uh, 50-some years ago, but I want to build the house of my life. I want to build the house uh, uh, of what he's called me to do, called me to be, by obeying him. I love that. That's what I desire as well. You have anything to add about that today? Yes, you know, I as you were talking, I remember... That Sunday school song about the wise and the foolish man. Do you know the song? Yes. The wise man built his house upon the rock. And then the foolish man built his house upon the sun. And then when the rain came, the rain came and then the waters rose. And then we know what was the effect, you know. As kids, we love the part when it says, and the walls came tumbling down. That's right. And it went (laughs) flat. But it's not fun in real life. No, it's not. It's not. How are you building today? How are you building your life? How are you building your future? How are you building your family? How are you building your marriage? All those have to be in the foundation of Jesus and then the blueprint of the Word of God. Let me give you one more verse before we close today from Jeremiah, and I think it fits in so well. Jeremiah says, Your words, as God's words, your words were found, and I ate them. Mm. <laughs> and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing in my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord mm. God of hosts. You see, he just didn't see the words. He says, I ate them. I kind of like that. It became part of it. it. Yeah, you know, if I eat something like too much ice cream, it really becomes part of me. <laughs> you gain a couple pounds, right? Well, he says, your words were found, and I ate them. Let me just challenge you today. Eat the Word of God in your life. Let it become part of you. Let it be fill you in the inside. And that's the point we want to say. Because when we build upon Jesus Christ, and we obey the Lord and walk in Him, there is joy. There is joy. Amen. There is joy. Well, Joy, if people want to have more um, podcasts or information, where do they go? Yes, just uh, uh, look at look look us up at uh, Growing in God's Word. We have a Facebook page, and we have also uh, different podcasts in our uh, Facebook. Uh, 
the ones that we've done in the past, and you could always listen to them too, you know? And so that's the best place. Well, thank you for today. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those that are listening. God, we just proclaim, Lord, that they, that they, everyone will learn how to build upon that foundation and that they haven't found you as their savior, that they will turn to you and begin building their life upon you and through your word. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, a man. Father, come and fill me up. Let your spirit come. Rain down in my life. Flood me with your love. I claim on earth what's coming from heaven to be here any day. Oh, I can taste his promise. That is coming my way